Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute at a time. All diets should include tequila. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And this time we're here to discuss Minute 31 of Jurassic World. But before we get to that, David, once again we're probably going to talk more about the uh, Jurassicpedia segment than the uh, minute itself. But uh, you've been very busy uh, writing up an article over at Jurassic-pedia.com here. Todd Chaos Effect, the Psycho, how Psycho influenced the Lost World, and it's it's known throughout the fandom about the uh, the changing of the script and all that sort of stuff, what the film was going to do in that final sequence, uh, the 13 building uh, worker village for the final act, all getting cancelled and everything moving to San Diego. A lot of fans love San Diego, a lot of fans hate it. Um, it a lot of people sort of think, well, it's just something Spielberg wanted to do, but there's one big black building that contributed a lot to what happened uh, way back in 96, 95. Yeah, for this one, this was originally just going to be like a quick Facebook post, but as I'm writing out the post, I'm like, this is going to be way too long. I'm going to have to make this (laughs) its own little blog post. So that's what I did here was with Psycho in 1960, of course, it's a classic. We got the one of the very first Hollywood slashers with Norman Bates uh, and directed by the venerable Alfred Hitchcock. But that whole back lot is much bigger than just the house itself. And so Spielberg was going to originally build the full, full length kind of um, worker village set on this back lot. But the problem is, is that assume with the assumption that the, operations center being in the direction it is now if you were to put out that if you were to map out that full length worker village set that they were originally planning and i put one of those graphs or graphics up here on the article you still have the problem of the psycho house being kind of smack dab in the middle of your movie set yeah i remember um i must have been some time ago now you showed me that photo we must have been mm-hmm. talking about it and just yeah the, the aerial shot little satellite shot of the back lot there with the um i got the time it's the embryonic slab from jp3 but having the just the silhouettes of the building layouts from the uh um the concept art and the miniatures we see we've got mm-hmm. several photos here on the article as well just how much it extends out away from the operations building towards that psycho house and uh takes up a lot of real estate and i'm sure yeah. i'm sure 
no one had to tell Stephen that you're not going to bulldoze that building to <laughs> make mm-hmm. your set um, take up the space. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the problem is is that you have this building here, and like you said, no Spielberg uh, probably didn't have even have to be told. It was just one of those things. If you're a movie fan, you'd know you don't touch a piece of movie iconography like the Psycho House. <laughs> but I was going, but I was going through the 3D maquette um, that was built for Spielberg, and I noticed that in the finished, the very final finished model of this maquette, there's the Psycho House, not where you would think it is, but apparently the entire set would have been reversed from the direction it is in now. And so the psycho house itself would have been hidden behind the operations building, behind all this fake set foliage, and in effect, so that when they build the set, the the Lost World set, the psycho house isn't in the way because it's built, the set itself is built opposite from how they actually finally built it. Mm. Of course, going into the... um, the production and knowing that they eventually decided to scrap the big whole chase thing entirely, it seems they that they just decided to build it the way they finally did. And so having those less buildings or those fewer buildings didn't make the cycle house an issue anymore. But it was always interesting because I just could never figure out how they're going to hide the psycho house having those full having the full set if they were to build it hmm. which it's also odd because I'd always heard that the operations building was done it was the first building done mm-hmm. before the rest of the worker village was uh, construction started so to have have it facing the way it is they must have changed changed their plans well before they started construction and that's true and that's something I point on this article as well because in the um, Return to Jurassic uh, documentary on, that was first introduced for the 2011 Blu-ray release, they, they're they talking to the directors and the uh, actors and everybody who's still involved, and Spielberg said that they were about midway through construction of the first half of the worker village when he made the decision and called the contractor and said, don't uh, don't bother building the rest. We decided to go with a different direction. But like you said, they must have had to have made that decision already when they were when they started construction because looking at the history of the construction, they had already started digging the pit and building the operations center and when um and or in the direction that it finally is in. So they couldn't have already constructed the operations center and then made the decision. Mm. Yep. But it could it could quite easily have been reversed like that. A lot of all the shots we get in the final film, uh, fair enough that whole end sequence was gonna have people running across the rooftops and that, but if you framed it right and didn't have um, weren't looking back towards the ops building, you wouldn't see the psycho house over the top of it anyway. Even in the final mm-hmm. film we get all the stuff sort of low down street level looking up at it, it Nick's yelling for it, yelling, like yelling out to Ian that to run and um, the helicopter coming in taking off all is all from ground level um, again because there's a neighbourhood behind the, uh, the back lot there anyway so you want to stay down low and let the trees block a lot of that stuff but you could have easily hidden the psycho house behind it mm-hmm. also even just a decision to have it sort of extend straight out 
from the operations building, there's there's plenty of space around behind the gas station that where you could have made it a little bit more spread out. Um, going off the, the miniatures as well, originally there was not going to be any fence or anything around the border of the town, so again as well, as long as you had the camera in the right position, you could probably have the building the building sort of spread out either way a little bit as well, so it didn't go as deep or didn't go all the way to where the psycho house was, but yeah. And one thing you notice when you're doing the research of this too, there's a shot here with Stephen looking down at the miniatures and everything and the uh, the blueprints are on the back wall mm -hmm. for a lot of the buildings in Main Street. Yeah, and that was another interesting thing I was going through. The um, I don't think I have the exact photo in the uh, in the article here, but I'll post it on our Facebook page when this minute goes live. There's a picture, and I sent this to Brad, that I was looking for pictures to put into the article, and I noticed in the background in one of the photos they took of um, Spielberg inspecting the maquette, you can, like you said, see um, various blueprints for the various buildings behind one of the crew members. <laughs> Unfortunately, not in high def. <laughs> yeah, but they, they do exist. So. Yeah. Well, they did at the time. Whether that was all just pulled down and thrown out or not, which is most likely, which is a shame. Hopefully they still exist. I know that the um, blueprints for the Jurassic Park 3, that aviary set, uh, top yeah. set, that still exists. Yeah, good That point. was, I think, put on display for the 25th anniversary. They um, they all sold at the uh, Tippet auction, didn't they? Isn't was this sold? I couldn't remember. If it was on, if it was just on display, or if it was on auction as well. Yeah, it might not have been tip. It might have been another auction. I thought they were auctioned off, and that's because mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I do remember that display they had up with um, that night, the original goggles, and that were there, and and all that sort of stuff as well. Like Nedry's coat, a lot of the costuming. Um, yeah, and we we sort of went on to uh, a lot of what was going to be involved in that. Uh, final Worker Village set when we've done the Lost World Minute. Um, so there's probably not too much to go else into that. It still just amazes me like the difference in architecture from what we get in the final film and what they had planned compared to what we see on New Blow, at least anyway. Mm -hmm. A lot less concrete, a lot more sort of local tiled roofs, um, more more tropical buildings. It's interesting because it seems to be a mix. I mean, like, for example, the... The final uh, operations building has the exact same door uh, um, construction as the doors to the worker village. It has that egg shape on the door, mm. and the building itself has that trapezoidal um, style uh, shape to it, like a lot of the buildings on Isla Nublar. But like you said, they also went and did a lot of kind of more um, Central American construction with, for example, the tile roofing and stuff. Yeah, which is odd. Like Even the, the operations building, just having those big glass windows across the entire front of it, instead of having sort of louvers or open, open bifold windows or something, just to let the breeze blow through. <laughs> during Because during summer in the humidity, that joint would be hot. Mm -hmm. Also, too, and I, I wanted to talk about this when we get to uh, the September issue of Jurassic Minutes, but the... Um, you found a, a CNN um, marketing report um, 
one of the news stories there on YouTube, uh, another great behind-the-scenes look at the Worker Village in the plane mm-hmm. of day um, as they're marking, interviewing Jeff Goldblum and Vanessa Chester and that on site. And just how much the colours change, operations building especially. I've only just recently gone back and thanks to our uh, sliders guide, rewatched a couple of the episodes there of the operations building and it. And how much of a more yellow, yellow look it has. I know when they, um, when we had it on film during the scenes in Lost World, you've got the orange floodlights and that there illuminating the worker village. But even during the day, just how it's just not that that normal drab concrete colour. It's more, of, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because the worker village. It was always meant to be filmed at night, but at the same time they really still go all out on it. I mean, they still go all out to do a realistic paint job, to do realistic kind of outer construction. And it's amazing that they went and did this, even though you never even see 90% of these details on screen. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we discussed that again during uh, those minutes in that, in the lost world and just how even, even that, um, that um, video you posted in the uh, the PD discussion page, and we'll try and share it to the um, Jurassic Minutes as well. Just in daytime, all the just the moss on the kiln house and the the kiln shed and the the boarding house, and we sort of talked during sliders just how much the windows on the boarding house were all fogged up and mouldy, and just all the detail for stuff that we're never going to see on film in the Lost World. But uh, I've yeah, posted up the YouTube video. I couldn't find the uh, the Podbean uh, Yeah, this one, yeah, the video, it's, the video itself was actually found um, and posted on the YouTube by Jurassic Park 4.4, 4, oh, okay. uh, the account on YouTube. That explains the watermark on it, because I was thinking, why would they have 4.4 on it back in 96 or 97? <laughs> no, no, yeah, it was another fan who found it. I just distributed it. Yeah, and the quality, video quality on it's a little bit better than that other... Um, one that you had with uh, interviewing Owen in front of the waterfall and uh, Sarah in front of the um, all the uh, stuff in the background, which I still think is inside the operations building. And that bloody, that original InGen logo on everything there, which just takes me straight back to that stainless box we've seen that they posted, the embryo box, that old school InGen logo. But anyway, <laughs> that's um, that's enough on the Psycho House and uh, how it influenced the Lost World. Head over to Jurassic-PD.com. It's a great read and uh, a little bit of history there as to why, in the long run, we're never going to get um, the full-size worker village in the film. Mm-hmm. You just went and made a new dinosaur? Yeah, it's uh, kind of what we do here. The exhibit opens to the public in three weeks. Mr. Mizrani wanted me to consult with you. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? All right, Dave, ready to briefly discuss Minute 31? Sure. As we in Minute 30 of Jurassic World, Alan said something to Claire about not controlling the raptors. That's a relationship thing. Claire then said something else, and now as we open on Minute 31, Alan does something as well. Honestly, these minutes are a blur. <laughs> I do not like them at all. So, let's get into the discussion and get past minute 31. As we continue into minute 31, Owen continues his conversation with Claire that he doesn't control the raptors, it's all about respect. And then he says, that's why you and I never had a second date. 
um, and then walks off. And this sort of annoys Claire a little bit. Um, we get sort of this explains the history between the two of them and why they're so sort of at each other because uh, obviously the first date wasn't a good one. And we get more of that uh, here. Uh, excuse me, I never wanted a second date. And Owen asks, who prints out an itinerary for a night out? Um, I'd imagine a few organised people would have some sort of plan, whether it was written down, typed out, or even just... Um, well, yeah, written down or typed out. I'd imagine some people would have a plan for a night out. I mean, I've had... And I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I personally, I've never really gone with, like, a hard itinerary. I know there's things that I've wanted to do on it with a date... But whether or not those things happen is always – I've always let it up to uh, be more natural and not like, okay, these are – these are let's uh, let's go to dinner by 6 o'clock, be done by 7 o'clock, let's go to the movie at 8 o'clock and be done by nine, uh, by 10 o'clock and, by, and then we go to bed and then – you know, I mean it's just mm. – just let it happen, you know? Well, they, they'll just let it flow naturally and see where things go. So that's for a date. If I'm traveling or something, I'll get real nitty gritty and print out, or like write up distances between towns, how far, time, uh, mileage, or kilometers here. Um, yeah, I mean, fuel stops like if, and all that sort of stuff. But exactly, if you're visiting a, like a city and you wanted to hit multiple museums in a day, I could definitely see see timing what you see, how long you last there. But I mean, you're on a date and at a theme park. Just let it, just have fun, you know? Do we think the first date was here? I suppose it um, had to, wouldn't it? He says that they brought that, he showed up to the date in board shorts, and, and Owen replies, it's the tropics, it's hot. So I assume that the date was either on Isla Nublar or at Costa Rica. I'm sure that's in the evolution of Claire, um... I'm sure it's there. I don't need to read it to see it, but I'm, I'm sure it's there. Um, yeah, well, that's, Claire says she's an organised person. Yeah, Alan then asks, what kind of date doesn't allow tequila? Um, and Claire replies, all of them. <laughs> I wonder if it was at... Um, not Billy Mays. Beth Buffett. If it was at Jimmy Buffett's Margarita Bar. I'm sure they'd have tequila there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's where Claire counters and asks what kind of a man turns up to a date in board shorts. Just the way these two are starting to article, uh, article, argue over these little things. You can tell that it was never meant to be and kind of makes me disappointed that they're hugging or nearly going for the kiss at the end of the film. Why well, do they do kiss, don't they? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. We'll get there. Um, so yeah, as you said before, he, he turns up to a date in board shorts, which, yeah, you're in the tropics, so I'm going to wear as little clothing as possible. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, while it's hot, and I know you're trying to impress someone, I know something that will not impress them is if you're sweating profusely because you're wearing jeans and a uh, collared shirt or something. Mm-hmm. Well, you can even see in the scene itself, she's wearing um, her, like a lat, like her coat and it's like it's daytime in the in the tropics and she's wearing a coat i mean she's wearing it around her shoulders so it's you a can cape see, coat yeah well she's got long sleeves with a long armed coat and it's i mean it's around her shoulders so you know she's hot 
but she's trying not to show it, and it's just like, really, come on. Yeah, why don't you leave it in the car? <laughs> but Claire puts up her hands and says, "Can we just talk about the asset, please?" And that's when Owen scoffs at the word asset. And he gets up from his bike and approaches her, acknowledging she's the one in charge. Um, and it's probably easier to see these animals as numbers on a spreadsheet, but they're not. They're alive. And Claire sort of looks a little bit confused, wondering where this is all going, and says uh, she knows they're alive. Um, but as we discussed before, yeah, she knows they're alive, but they are just assets on a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Um, Owen continues, you might find, or you might have made them in a test tube, but they don't know that. They're thinking, I've got to eat, I've got to hunt. And then something that should never be in any Jurassic movie makes a single uh, hand gesture with his hand, suggesting that they also need to breed. Life uh, finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> I think what makes this scene even worse is the score that's playing in the background. This sort of Cheshire cat, uh, Middle Eastern sort of cash. Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. It is the single worst bit of music I have on any of my soundtracks, and that's including Big Hat No Cattle. Um, I just... I don't like it. I don't know. I don't know why it has to be here. Just And then at the moment ends, Owen asking, can you at least relate to one of those things? Right. So she can relate to eating, hunting, or breeding. She does roll his eyes at the comment, though, so... Yeah, yep. I'm sure there's a lot of kids looking to mummy or daddy. Mummy, what's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> in, in the cinemas. To be, to be fair, it is a PG-13 movie. Yeah, yep. I prefer line, uh, Grant's line of you can't suppress 65 million years of evolution <laughs> instinct. <laughs> it, just, it just explains it all a whole lot better. But yeah, and as, as we end the minute, Claire sort of just smiles and starts walking down the stairs away from him, or towards him. I don't really have anything else to add to that. <laughs> I want to get away from this minute as quick as I can. Anything <laughs> else, Dave, Dad? No, I think we're good. All right, uh, in the novel, um, nothing to add from the novel, as this uh, scene's all condensed down a bit and not really in there. Thank God. <laughs> um, Dave, that's it for 31. Let's get out of here. Yep. <laughs> 